0: From Silverdale, Washington, this is the Story Night Podcast. We tell stories here. My name is Stephen Gardner, and I'm the host of the podcast and of Story Night Events. These events are a partnership between Story Night and the Kitsap Regional Library, and in fact, this week's story comes from the woman who first agreed to have the library come aboard in the first place as a partner in our Story Night Events. By the way, we have our events the first Thursday of every month at the Cloverleaf Sports Bar and Grill in Bremerton. Our next story night is December 7, 2017. As of this recording, the theme that night will be soundtrack. And we're going to allow and encourage our storytellers to sing. Pray for us. So about three years ago or so, I met with Sarah Jaffa about possibly having Kitsap Regional Library come on board with me in putting on story night events. For me, as I've always said, what the library did was add credibility and we're now a consistent and I think pretty fun monthly event. I don't know where we'd be without the library, but I can't imagine we'd be doing any better. Now, before I forget, this is story night podcast episode number 59. For those of you scoring at home, there's something about an underdog that really inspires the unexceptional. Man, these cameos have been rough on us lately. As I said, this story comes from Sarah Jaffa. She told it in November 2017. That was earlier this month as I record this. The theme that night was What Comes Around. Here's Sarah. Oh, before I forget, I should mention that on that night, we had trouble with uh, in, in the later speakers, the batteries went out on the microphone, and so we had to ask people to use their their outdoor voices when they're speaking and uh, you may hear evidence of the microphone going out on Sarah's story not so much for what you hear but you can hear her talking to the audience about the sound having gone away so uh, just uh, be aware of that in fact uh, in the coming weeks I'm going to run one of the stories that most of the people in the room couldn't hear uh, on that night because of the microphone issues I'll be taking batteries extra batteries to these events from now on to make sure that our mics are working well.
1: When I was about 10 years old, I was spending a really uh, inordinate amount of time in the library in my uh, small little town uh, of Seward, Alaska. Now, Seward was actually uh, not the larger town that was 36 miles from where I lived, but it was where my mother worked. So during the summer, um, I would go to the library while she was at work I would put on headphones, gigantic 1970s headphones and listen to their very extensive record collection and uh, use this really, really cool technology that I never had access to to at home, which was uh, a tape recorder that you could record uh, basically the record onto a mix tape. And I basically spent my summer of my 10-year... Ten, 10 years old. 10 year, 10 years old. 10 years old. How about that? Yeah, okay. So, 10
0: years...
1: Oh, okay. Okay. But this is fake. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so... <laughs> No, it's okay. Um, we'll just keep going. <laughs> um, so so basically I spent my summer uh, at, at 10 years old making a mixtape um, for myself. It wasn't for anyone. Um, but I was so enamored with this technology that I could move sounds from one medium to the other that uh, I became obsessed with it. I was in my own little world. Um, now... The library uh, in the summer in Seward uh, was pretty dead. No one else was there um, except for one other guy. Um, And that guy was known to everyone in the community as Spaceman Bruce. Um, So Spaceman, Spaceman Bruce was sort of weird. Um, he had he had long, blonde, dreaded, matted hair, a big, bushy beard. He didn't wear shoes, and he carried a hatchet. Um, and I know that sounds like a cliche for the backwoods of Alaska, but it's actually absolutely true. And he wasn't the only person to carry the hatchet. The weird part for him was the shoes. Um, no, no one walked around in Seward, Alaska without shoes because, first of all, it's Alaska and it's cold, even in the summer. Uh, it's not grassy. There's no grass. It's, it's rock or more rock or lichen covered rocks. Um, just a lot of rocks, um, He had a backpack, too. You know, thinking about it now, it's probably pretty clear that he was um, transient. He was uh, living rough. But we didn't know that as kids. We just knew that he was weird, so we called him Spaceman Bruce. Um, The first time my dad heard me call him that, he got really quiet uh, and really angry. And usually when my dad got angry, he was not quiet. Um, so we knew something was wrong as soon as we said it. Um, and at first, I thought it was because my dad's name is Bruce. He was like upset about the fact that we were calling this strange individual the, his name. But in fact, what he was upset about was that we were attributing. A negative stereotype to someone who had done nothing to us. Basically, we were looking at this person and judging them um, based on what we thought was the norm, right? Um, now, as a kid, we didn't really—I didn't really think about that. Um, but when my dad said, "Don't you ever call Bruce that again," I was like, "Okay, I won't." Um, But that didn't keep other people from doing it. And it also was hard to explain to other people why we shouldn't call Bruce Spaceman. So Bruce and I spent a lot of time in the library together, but not together. Um, We didn't acknowledge each other. Um, We were aware of each other, just in the sense that we were the only two people in the library except for the person who checks out books, um, who was not a librarian, but that's a side note and another story. (laughs) Um, So, getting towards the end of the summer, getting closer back to school, the days were getting shorter. In Alaska, the days move from summer to winter like that. One day, it's, you know, light all the time, and the next day it's four and it's dark. Um, And it was getting to be one of those um, days, and I was uh, waiting like I normally would outside for my mom to pick me up. And the library closed, and my mom hadn't picked me up. But it was okay because, you know, I knew that she wouldn't... um, forget me, uh, that she would, was probably getting groceries or running late or doing any number of things that you have to do before you drive the 36 miles back to the house, you know, getting gas. Um, waited a little bit longer, and she still hadn't come. And in, in of course, sort of the cliche moment, it started raining. Um and she still didn't come. It was probably about 45 minutes after the library had closed. It was dark. And I was there in the rain without any way of getting in touch with my mother. And without really knowing anyone in Seward to go and talk to. I didn't. It was before cell phones. I didn't have anyone's phone number that I knew except my own at home. And it wasn't going to work because there was no one at home. Um, So I sat down and uh, started to read a book, prepared to just wait until she came because she was going to come. And another half an hour rolls around, she still hasn't come. And I am panicked at this point. I'm, I'm literally turning in little dog circles not knowing what to do with myself. Um, it's cold I, you know i'm under i'm not in the rain but if i step anywhere i'm going where it's going to be raining and i don't have anything and as this is happening my and my mind is shutting down who do i see walking down the street but spaceman bruce with no shoes and his hatchet and no jacket i'm completely unprepared for the weather um, but fine oblivious to everything And having never spoken a word to him before or really acknowledging him, I called out, hi, Bruce, which when I think about it now was a pretty brave of me uh, and could have gone poorly. But he looked up, he had this beautiful smile on his face, and he said, hi, Sarah. How did he know my name? To this day, I don't know. I imagine the librarian, not librarian, told him. (laughs) As we were the only two in that library at the time. But it was such a nice acknowledgement that someone knew who I was. That I wasn't alone in the world, in this dark world. That it, it just filled me with hope in a way that I didn't have. And of course... What happens? He keeps going. He's not stopping. He's got things to do. An ax to grind, something. <laughs> Who knows? But, but I was buoyed. I was, I was lifted up. And 15 minutes later, we see a car with their headlights coming towards me at a breakneck speed. And it's my mother's car. She had made it all the way home 36 miles and realized that I was not in the car with her and they drove really fast back 36 more miles to get me and she pulls up and she's panicking she's like oh my god Sarah, I'm so sorry are you alright and I was like yeah I'm fine Bruce said hello and that was it
0: Our thanks to Sarah for so much, but this week mostly for this touching story of Spaceman Bruce. And it never would have happened had her mother been more observant. Too much to see out the window in Alaska, I guess. Come to StoryNight.org to find the other 58 podcast episodes and about our events. On Facebook, search for the Story Night page for the same updates. And on Twitter... We're at Story Night WA. That's Story Night WA. For this episode, we're going out with the song I Wish I Was the Moon by Nico Case. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing your story.
2: Chimney falls and lovers blaze. Thought that I was young. Now I've Freezing hands and bloodless veins As numb as I've become I'm so tired I wish I was the moon tonight Last night I dreamt I'd forgotten my name Cause I sold my soul But I won't just the same I'm so lonely I wish I was the moon tonight I think this one's got the distance.